Hey there, bloodsuckers. It's time for another episode of the show. This time around, it's going to be my buddy Scott West and I talking about two more issues of The Tomb of Dracula. That's right, we're going to have two more big issues, a lot of fun in these, and some huge significance to the second issue we're going to talk about today. So stay tuned after the break. We're going to come right back and have those for you. Welcome back for another edition of the Bronze Age of Horror Comics. And I'm going to be talking to Dracula. So that means my buddy Scott West is back with me. How are you, man? Hey, I'm doing really good, Billy. How are you? Oh, fantastic. So by the time everybody hears this episode, they will have heard our, you know, huge uh, chunk of coverage on, uh, you know, the Halloween season. So we're we're a little past that right now. But yeah, that was... I really enjoyed doing that, man. That was a good chunk. It was issues two through eight that we covered in uh, in mm-hmm. that uh, chunk there, and it was a blast. A lot of fun there. A couple of different writers, you know, doing yeah. a different thing here and there. But then we got to uh, Marvelous Marv, you know, Wolfman. <laughs> <laughs> Very and, fitting. Uh, yeah, yeah, fitting name, right? <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, so it was cool. So he got us uh, rolling here, and then we're going to continue on here with issues nine and ten, and that's uh, more Marv here. You bet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these were great issues. I had fun. I've, uh, it's been a good read so far. I I think uh, now that Marv has arrived, things are stepping up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's he's the man with the plan, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. He definitely does bring some really good uh, continuity and a little bit stronger, you know, character depth and things like that, I believe, too. You know, no offense to anybody that came before. They were fine, too. Oh, yeah. but I think he just really... He really immersed himself into this because he knew he was in it for the long haul, whereas I think the other guys might have been like, well, you know, uh, I'm just filling in for a couple here, so I'll do my best. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's the feeling I get, too. And, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, he's doing a good job. These were really fun issues. We're covering 9 and 10 this time. Mm -hmm. Yep. Cool. Yeah, and then I definitely want to just say, too, that at least for these couple of issues and and. Uh, going forward, uh, I'm going to kind of keep in uh, uh, an insult count here for uh, <laughs> Dracula. So we're going to make sure I go over his uh, his all of his insults in the book, too. So <laughs> that's a great idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if there's anything we don't touch on as far as an insult goes, don't worry, I'm going to recap at the end and, you know, and, and roll through the list of insults. Nine. There wasn't a ton of n- nine, but ten mm-hmm. was was packed with insults. So, it's, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, the yeah, list is. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty good list for ten. And then also too, since we kind of go page by page, 
I'm not going to go nutty with a synopsis here. Like on the Grand Comics database, they have like one or two liners. And mm-hmm. I'm just going to fire off with them and we can jump right into them rather than, you know, either going to Marvel fandom or, you know, writing out a, a paragraph long synopsis. We're going to yeah. we're, we're, we're going to dive pretty deep into them anyway. So I figure we'll just roll that way. So, yeah, just two little tweaks here. One of them, you know, just maybe temporarily, but the, the, the insult meter is going to be permanent. That one, I'm going to keep track of that from here on out because I feel like that's a that's a real highlight for our, our boy Dracula here. Yeah, that's a good idea. Out of all the incarnations of Dracula, all the movies, the books, everything I've ever seen or read of Dracula, this version, the Marvel Comics version of Dracula, is the biggest jerk of all mm-hmm. of them. He's got, he just does not stop. <laughs> no, he's, no, he's, he's before he kills you. Yeah, I mean, Christopher Lee a couple of times might have threw an insult, but it wasn't like this. It wasn't turned up yeah. to like ele- eleven, like this guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. <laughs> oh yeah, it's fantastic. It's a highlight for me every time I read an issue. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Well, yeah. Let's. Uh, why don't we dive in here? So this is a uh, Tomb of Dracula number nine, uh, cover date June nineteen seventy three. And this is uh, uh, our boy Gil Kane and Tom Palmer on the cover of this one. So what do you think mm-hmm. of this one? This is a pretty good cover, right? Uh, I really like this cover. Um, mm-hmm. It's a little, it's, <laughs> I, I don't really understand the, the fire cross thing, but well, we haven't described what it is yet, but yeah, it looks great. Dracula uh, carrying a, a buxom redhead, looks like mm-hmm. yeah. probably he's in, in the midst of attacking her <laughs> and uh, some clergymen look like are uh, storming toward him through a doorway of some sort maybe a castle or some something mm-hmm. but yeah uh, the lead one is holding up a very large crucifix yeah uh, but not just a crucifix it, it looks like it's a special one yeah he's he's proclaiming to dracula there is no escape count dracula even you cannot stand before the fire cross <laughs> and it, it is a really cool visual it, it's a little weird but it is a cool visual like you said dracula mm-hmm. and the woman look fantastic they're in this like crypt or something here and this priest has this huge cross and there's another couple of uh crazy priests in the background there too yeah. uh, monks or whatever and the one has a, a cross as well and there's like a beam of light shooting out from the cross and uh mm-hmm. hitting hitting the count and there's um, or maybe it's supposed to be uh, dare I say the sun in the background casting a shadow? Because if that's supposed yep. to be the moon, I don't know why it's yellow. But right, it's <laughs> it's a little vague. But whatever it is, you can see some some smoke rising up from where it's hitting Dracula, mm-hmm. and the light is on Dracula in the shape of a cross, and it looks really cool. Yeah, great visual here. You know, Gil yeah. King, he's one of the best artists of all time, especially cover artists. I feel like his covers mm-hmm. in the '70s were like off the chain. Every one of them. Yeah, this is a great one. Dracula looks really, really pissed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I mean, uh, we don't see a fire cross, so slight, you know, uh, bait and switch here, but we do see yeah. <laughs> a, uh, a a horny woman in here that <laughs> Dracula <laughs> does uh, prey on, and then you know, yep. it, so and then a priest that does chase him around a little bit, so it's it's yeah. it's not it's not too bad. Some of the pieces are in there for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so uh, like I said, pencils and inks is uh, Gil Kane and Tom Palmer and letters John Cassanza, and that's on the cover. And then inside we have uh, uh, Marv Wolfman writer, uh, Gene Colon pencils, Vinnie Coletta inks, colors mm-hmm. by Glynis Oliver, and letters by Artie Simic. So, uh, all right, let's dive into this here. So, yeah, like on the Grand Comics database, it just says, 
Dracula hides in the village of Littlepool. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if they, you know, got a cease and desist from the UK that they couldn't say Liverpool. <laughs> but That's what I was wondering. <laughs> yeah, little. I, I thought, uh, Marv, you, you, you could have just said Liverpool. You wouldn't have to right. pay royalties to England if you said <laughs> Liverpool, man. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's a strange switch up, but, you know. <laughs> it's yeah, they're, in the, they're in the DC universe since they don't use proper cities, you know, maybe. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of fun when they do stuff like that, though. Yeah, and this is crazy. I love how this opens up. What do you think of that splash page? This is really good by Gene here, isn't it? Yeah, continues the tradition of pretty much every issue having a killer splash page. Um, the atmosphere is great. I mean, it's done pretty subtly. There's no real background. It's just swirling fog the way Gene does it, and I love it. Mm -hmm. um, we have a, a fisherman kind of singing a little song, sitting on the docks. It's looks probably night the sky's kind of purple and uh he thinks he's caught a big one. Oh, henry you're catching a big one this time <laughs> <laughs> oh my aching what and <laughs> <laughs> and guess what guess what he's pulling out of the ocean oh man it's a really mm. uh dead looking dracula yeah his face is blue like pale uh, like you know like he's well he already is dead i guess Right. <laughs> maybe he looks maybe he looks waterlogged. <laughs> That's a better way to put it. Yeah. He's yeah. definitely been floating around in the sea for a while, it looks like. And it says death from the sea. Yeah, really great lettering there. That's really good. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's a great page. Yeah, so I guess the the crazy fisherman here, he uh, rounds up some of the townies mm -hmm. and to, you know, cuz Dracula's a big boy, so he needs to get him out of the water and you know, he's a uh, <laughs> I love the first panel on that uh, second page. He just come out of the sea, he did. Caught him in me, me, in me blinking dead on the, oh, Henry. <laughs> uh, part of the charm of reading these is is the dialogue of the a lot of these townsfolk. I, I can't get enough of the Cockney accents or the, at least the British accents. Mm -hmm. Strange looking duck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look at what he's wearing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic too. And the one guy, oi, he's heavier than he looks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, dude, he just probably swallowed like, you know, 10 gallons of water. Yeah, he right. probably is. <laughs> yeah, Lift that easy. alone has got to be pretty waterlogged. So. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. Lift easy, friends. Poor bloke looks like he's at it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I love how they make mention as they're carrying him off, like, let's get the doctor. Oh, never mind. The doctor's at the bar. <laughs> right. <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, well, it Holy makes crap. sense. Pretty much yeah. everybody's at, at the pub at one time or another in these comics. So, Yeah, yeah. apparently there's alcoholism running rampant in England. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> so the next best thing, if you can't have a doctor, uh, take him to the church. Yeah, you got a priest they will help him out, right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh, man. Same thing. <laughs> yeah, now we do meet two of our uh, other, you know, main characters for this uh, little one-off here. Yeah. Uh, Dave and Andrea. And they're like, you know, a probably early 20s couple here. And, you know, we're going to get to find out that, you know, Dave wants out of here because he mm -hmm. thinks everybody in his little town is a bunch of like knuckleheads. And they just he, they, all they care about is getting drunk and fishing. So he's like, I want to get yeah. out of here. And Andrea likes it there. So they're dating. But you know, it looks like they're headed for Splitsville here because he wants out. Yeah. Yep. Mm. 
And father, then, father, old Josh found this man dead in the river. Where do you want him? <laughs> uh, bring him in the back room. Dead? Dead? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Did they actually check if he was dead or they just assumed, I guess. Yeah, I just think by the way he looks. <laughs> yeah. Because, again, well, he does look blue. <laughs> that's true. I guess that is a good assumption. <laughs> yeah, and they chuck him down on this uh, big uh, wooden table. And uh, mm -hmm. one of our boys here, blinking place looks like a ruddy morgue, Davey. <laughs> wow. He offend the priest there. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's great. Yeah. So he's he's laying there, uh, laid out, and uh, Dr but Dracula opens his eyes because, of course, he's not dead. First thing he sees, being in a church, the crucifix, the cursed <laughs> crucifix. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's yeah. got to suck, right? <laughs> yeah, I love how the next page too. He wakes up right away and he screams again, "No!" And he's you know uh, we got a bat transformation here, which yep. you know it's. Again, it's something a little bit different than we've seen so far as well, where he's mm -hmm. you know, kind of morphing into this bat. And I did find this interesting, too. I don't know if it's because he's so weak because mm -hmm. of, you know, everything that's happened to him. You know, at this point, he's been hit with a poison dart and he got yeah. a couple of blood transfusions, but he's still like in a beat up, weakened kind of state. And in bat form, he flies at the window to smash his way out of the church and he just bounces right off of it. So I didn't know if it was because he was so weak or... Is it because it's like a religious place? I, I didn't know what, how to take that. Yeah, it's not really explained. I guess I think I was thinking that he was just probably kind of weak and and then weak from all the stuff that happened previously. But also, I'm assuming his power is a little diminished just by being inside the church. And there are yeah. looks like crucifixes everywhere. So, mm -hmm. well, maybe not everywhere, but right by the window is a, a pretty giant cross so that'd be my assumption but yeah it's not really explained mm. yeah he's bouncing around off the walls and then finally goes back into uh, human form and the priest is like you know hey what's going on in there and he opens the door and <laughs> in, in insult number one yeah dracula, dracula comes blasting out the door and says move you witless dolt let me out to <laughs> the priest <laughs> uh, uh, yep that's great yeah, yeah, I love it. So, yeah, he goes blasting <laughs> out of there and almost runs a bunch of them over. And he goes outside and, uh, you know, they're like, you can't leave. Stop. And he's my arm. Still feel the pain. Blast Quincy and his cursed poison darts. And, you know, they talk about that happening from last issue. And then yeah. he fought he fought another vampire in that issue as well. Um, and they, they kind of recap that here, you know, on uh, on this page. And mm -hmm. it's pretty it's pretty cool. You know, he shows about how he fought that other vampire, this old dude that had this insane eight millimeter <laughs> projector thing that could yeah. raise zombies or something. It was, it's, it's better to not even try to re-explain that. Right. Listen to the last episode, but yeah, <laughs> anyhow, Let's go check that one out. <laughs> yeah. Then we see how he, uh, you know, uh, was chasing down, uh, two young lovers, but he was in that much pain that they would be able to fight him off. So that was yeah. pretty wild. Eh? Yeah. That's different. We haven't seen that. I don't think where mm. Dracula's in such a state, because, yeah, this is just a regular guy. And, man, it's not uh, often that Dracula is even going to admit that he's too weak for anything. So right off the bat, we have some uh, stuff we haven't seen before. 
Yeah, it's just like two teenagers, and I like he was gonna like try to lay the pipe or something here, and yeah, <laughs> Dracula comes in <laughs> and tries field. to yeah bust it up, and they the guy just basically like hits him or pushes him or something, and yeah, that poison dart still hurting his arm and this and that, so he just kind of turns around and leaves, and he goes wanders into the town, and he just collapses, and mm. that's pretty wild. He just collapses on the ground, and this I love this part because of course the seventies there were a lot of things in the seventies and. One of the things that was, you know, in the zeitgeist were biker gangs. Yeah. So, <laughs> and this is actually going to come into play, I think, two or three issues from now. I don't know if it's 11 or 12 or is it even thir- 13. We're going to okay. see this biker gang again because Dracula nice. does not forget this insult. So, uh, oh, great. <laughs> yeah, he, he, uh, he's going to take some uh, revenge on these knuckleheads. So, like, a biker gang shows up and he's laying there. So, they kind of like... <laughs> Try to steal. They think he's got money. What does Dracula say? They saw me helpless in the gutter way and thinking me rich. They tried to rob me of my money. Yep. The weak. Still, I was their match. And I love how Dracula starts to lie here. So if you look <laughs> at what Dracula says happened, but yeah. actually what happens in what Gene Colan draws, he's <laughs> he basically is lying to like Dave and Andrea and the priest and all saying that, you know, these bikers try to rough me up. But I fended them off. Meanwhile, you see a panel of them kicking the crap out of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's not even close. <laughs> oh, he's like, oh, yeah. They, he, I, I clawed at them, knocking several to the ground before their sheer weight brought me to my knees. And he didn't knock anybody to the ground. They just beat the snot out of them. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then they took off. Or they were going to take off because maybe the cops were coming or something. But he's like, and then he says, they tore into the night, leaving me helpless in the street. And he goes, I picked myself up, my body still fighting the raging agony, which swelled within it, and I followed them to the piers. And he goes, but they were gone, scurrying back into whatever hole they came from. Yeah. No, they weren't. They beat them up some more and then chucked them into the river. Yep. <laughs> like, man, he's a real, he's delusional or a big liar. <laughs> yeah, I think his ego is just so huge that he there's no way he's going to tell these people that you know, even though they don't even know who he is, he just can't bring himself to tell the truth. But yeah, the panels are completely different than than the dialogue. Because yeah, this this third or the second panel on the top row, they're just throwing him off the pier, and then you see him just floating in the water. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, he's full of it. He's <laughs> he's totally lying. <laughs> yeah, he's a liar, but. Yeah, and it, it flashes back to, you know, the like the present instead of this flashback here. And it says, but now, priest, my strength returns and a day or so's rest will all be all I need. And the priest is like, incredible to have lived through all that. You must be very strong, Mr. Uh, uh. <laughs> Drake, priest. The name is Drake. And yeah. we get the impression, you know, the priest a couple of times has made some kind of comments, uh, monologuing most of the time to himself mm-hmm. that he kind of. And I don't know how he would know this, but he he's he, he has some suspicions about Dracula here. And again, yeah, if we're going by comic book continuity here, he just got like revived maybe a few weeks earlier than this. Yeah, so, yeah. I don't know if the if the priest has like you know uh, uh, books of reference or something that have some kind of images of Dracula, and he's recognized in that way. I, I don't understand that, but he kind of is a little bit slowly starting to recognize him. Yeah, it's an, another one of those things that's just not really explained, especially since the this town of Little Pool is presented <laughs> as sort of 
not having a lot to do with the outside world. They seem really insular. So the fact that this priest would know those things seems rather odd. But yeah, mm -hmm. he's definitely suspicious. Yeah. But uh, calling himself Drake was pretty fast thinking on Dracula's part. That was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do. Yeah. And then they kind of like, you know, Dracula kind of says like, hey, I'll be fine. Just like basically leave me alone. And Dave is like, what do you do now? The train won't come through Liverpool till Saturday. And he goes, Dracula thinks to himself, I'm still too weak for my little ordeal to leave now, now, you young fool. Besides, this small town is ripe for my pickings until I must again face Harker and his blasted helpers. So they're like, oh, we're going to find a place to stay. And they're like, there is no place to stay, dude. And the priest, right. oh, you can stay at the cot in, the, in my room. And Dracula, no priest. I thank you, but I cannot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to happen. And he asks uh, if there's like a boarding house or something, but... Uh, Dave is like, oh, hey, man, you can come hang out at my house. And it's like, uh, Dave, you still live at home? I, I don't know if your mom and dad are okay with this. Right. <laughs> Dracula's going to have a sleepover at Dave's house. What? <laughs> yeah, this is interesting to me, and, and we'll see it further. But the whole relationship between Dracula and Dave is really strange to me. Because um, we're going to see that Dracula really takes a liking to this guy. And mm -hmm. I don't, is it just because he took him Helps home? Helps him, I guess. Yeah. Him a I, room? And, you know, <laughs> I've, I've seen Dracula kill people for less. So the fact <laughs> that he really starts liking Dave is uh, an interesting twist. But we'll see more of that as it goes on. Yeah, and then Dave and Andrea. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, but we're, we're kind of uh, glossing over Gene's artwork in, mm. in all these. But um, some of these are, are really good. And I like the panel of uh, Dave and Dracula walking away from the church. Oh, yeah. Uh, kind of pensive looking, you know. Mm -hmm. And Dracula's kind of giving him some... Uh, love advice. <laughs> giving him love advice, yeah. Because <laughs> he's complaining about Andrea and, and their problems. And Dracula's <laughs> he's like... Where I am from, such impertinence would not go unpunished. <laughs> yeah, he's basically telling uh, Dave to uh, slap the crap out of his girlfriend because she won't right. do what he says. It's like, uh, Dracula, <laughs> don't yeah, don't start a Dear Abby, a Dear Dracula column anytime soon, man. Right. <laughs> I don't know about um, that. I yeah, sense I sense a me. lover's quarrel then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's all very strange. Uh, mm -hmm. They're like they're BFFs now, I guess. Yeah, so I think that is it. Yeah, I think because they like actually just talk like kind of man to man here, and then Dave takes yep. him to his house and introduces him to his mom, and his mom's like, "Oh, you know, you can have some of my soup. I'll, you'll you must have a taste of my chowder." And I love that. In a minute, we're gonna come back to that. So yeah. Dracula's like, "All right, cool. You know, like uh, I need to rest." And like, "Okay, come on upstairs and you can rest." Well, in the meantime, they must have handed him a bowl of chowder, and on the next yeah. page, he says. I thirst not for this foul tasting brew, but for some something thick, hot for blood. Yeah, <laughs> and he, he's pouring it out. Yeah, he dumps it out. I'm like, wow, he ain't even gonna try it, huh? Foul tasting yeah, brew. <laughs> he's just assuming. We didn't even see him take a taste. Yeah, it's like, man, you could at least give it a try. I mean, I don't yeah. know that it ever actually. Now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know that it ever shows him eating like you know regular food. In right. any, yeah, in any of them. So maybe he does think all food is gross. 
that could be. He just wants that blood. I really mm -hmm. like the panel um, talking about the transformations. Again, this time we don't actually see the transformation happening, but we do see the silhouette, the shadow of a bat form on the wall. I think that looks really cool. That was a good way to do it. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's really, really mm -hmm. neat. And again, you know, something Gene's doing here. That's that's really awesome. Yeah, yeah he's cool. really changing it up. It's cool. Yeah, so, all right. So, all right. You, you know, we we got to have a pub scene, right? I mean... <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and this is a good one too. Yeah, we have a a, a drunken sailor and yep. a, a horny barmaid here, and it's a Gladys and Corker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like what? Corker. Yeah. When Hawk. I first read this, I thought that was just slang. No, that's his name, Corker. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I I can't imagine why he can't get laid. You know what I mean with a name like Corker. Right. Like, what the heck is wrong with this guy? Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, he says, he says, oh, come on, Gladys. I ain't so bad. I'm not. Fact is, love, most birds think I'm rather hot. They do. <laughs> I'm she, <laughs> Yeah, she's like, sorry, Corker, but I guess I'm just not one of the lucky ones, eh? Why not go home and sleep it off, will you? <laughs> yeah. Translation: uh, Go home and choke your chicken, Corker. You're right. getting out of here, man. It's great. Oh, yeah. she's like, "Yep, it's closing time. Hit the road, pal." So he stays there though, and then she yeah. barely makes it around the corner, and she gets jumped by Dracula. And he says, "Come to me, woman. I have need of yep. you." <laughs> yeah, there's the fangs. Yeah, we we keep seeing this scene. It's great. I never get tired of it. No, uh, -uh. and then uh, but Corker. Still drinking his beer. It's nice she left him there, even though apparently the pub's closed. Mm -hmm. uh, and he says, eh, the blinking what? <laughs> Gladys. Gladys. Gladys, where are, where are you, love? Yeah. And, and here well, we go. Like, you know, we said they even Marv, you know, is, is really playing fast and loose with vampire lore here. So we've yeah. seen. Yeah, we've seen Dracula bite people and then be like, OK in two a day or two or three days or whatever they're gonna rise and be vampires but it takes mm -hmm. gladys about 30 seconds right or not at all sometimes they're just dead yeah so it's yeah it's i don't know the rhyme or reason to, to this but yeah she's immediately like she walked outside got attacked corker goes outside she's a vampire yeah corker over here corker and he goes gladys you finally given in old corker's charm yeah. wait what are you doing she goes, I want you, Corker. I need you. And her fangs are out. Yep. I need you and your blood. No, get back. But that's the end of that. She kills Corker. Careful, careful what you wish for, I guess. Yeah, he got some action. So what do you want? stop whining. Yep. <laughs> All right, bye, Corker. Yeah, mm. we meet him and, and now he's gone. Yeah, and then Dracula the next morning is sleeping it off. And he must have really been out of it because Dave mm -hmm. pounded on the door. Mr. Drake, you awake? It's me, Dave. And he goes, who? Oh, yes. The youth. Yes, come in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's just sleeping normal, I guess. That's another thing we haven't really seen. He's mm -hmm. just on, on the bed sleeping. So I guess he's he's got to rest up, though, because of his weakness. So I guess that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, and I don't know if Dracula slept all through the day and then this is the following night because right. he really wouldn't be up and running around. And then, again, 
isn't he supposed to have to sleep in his native soil? Like, I, I don't know, man. Right. It's yeah. a little, yeah. Cause they made a point of that earlier to say, Oh, <laughs> he had a coffin somewhere that he'd sleep in, you know, now he's just laying on Dave's mom's bed. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. These are the things that you just sort of gloss over things. Yeah. You just have to go. All right. That's, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. I kind of feel like, why didn't he just bite Dave's mom? But I guess if he likes Dave, he thinks right. Dave's a good guy. That's why he kind of left her alone. But, you know, they he kind of says to Dracula, he needs somebody to talk to. And this is when he says yeah. to Dracula that he wants out of Liverpool because, you know, there are a bunch of, you know, drunken goons here and he wants to yeah. see the world and this and that. And Dracula's like, hey, listen, pal, the world's a dangerous place and it's not as cool out there as you think it is. Maybe uh, things are really cool right here in town and you don't need to leave and everything like that. And he says, and what of Andrea? Does she wish you to leave? And he goes, blast it. No, she's like the others, afraid of losing her roots, her heritage. That's what we've been around about, arguing about for a week now. I can't stay here, but I don't want to lose her. I love her too much. And before it can you know, go any further, there's a scream from outside, and it's Andrea. Yeah. And here's Gladys and Corker trying to jump Andrea. Yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now you got two vampires running around in the street. But yeah, I love this scene. I just, it's still strange, like... Dracula's like listening. It, you don't get any sense that he's uh, being condescending or anything. He's really like ha they're having mm -hmm. a heart to heart, you know. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it is a weird scenario because you do not see this very often in this comic. Usually, it's always just action. And if Dracula's talking to a human, he's doing it because he's controlling them or bossing mm. them around or calling them a witless dolt or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> he, exactly. he's not yeah yeah he's not having a conversation like a friendly conversation with anybody it's it's very very rare yeah it's really interesting so yeah, yeah now they, we they run out big fight <laughs> yeah <laughs> and uh yeah corker and, and gladys are attacking andrea and dave just jumps right in tackles corker mm -hmm. um let's see but then I'm... elsewhere on the outskirts of london Right. Yeah. Switch scene, quick. <laughs> yeah, here we go. I love this dialogue. Okay, sweetheart, you've got him cornered. Yeah. Now let him have it. Perfect. Dracula's done for. And you see an arrow hit a cape. Yeah. <laughs> well. Oh, boy. Yeah. You know, that, we've seen the, how that works. So you're, you're shooting at a... Uh, a dummy. At a dummy, uh, but we know Dracula's just going to turn into mist every time she shoots that crossbow. So don't don't get too cocky there. <laughs> yeah, this is like I feel like this is like Rachel fantasizing here because right. it's just the one thing she cannot have or cannot do. It's great. And then an interesting interlude here as well. The phone rings and Quincy yes. says the phone perhaps now will have an answer. And uh, Frank says, well, what's up, Quincy? And he goes, he's talking to someone on the phone, and he goes, of Dracula, nothing but Edith and I must leave now on a matter of life and death. So he got a, a phone call from somebody here, but, we, you know, we don't know exactly who it is, but, you know, we're, we're yep. going to find out who it probably was really soon here, right? Yeah, little intrigue. Mm -hmm. Dropping a little uh, foreshadowing of things to come. Kind of cool. Yeah, and then... Uh, Corker is about to uh, kill Dave, <laughs> and uh, we uh, see Dracula say, wrong fiend, remove your hands from the youth. And Corker says, eh, who dares? <laughs> There's this close-up yeah. shot of Dracula's face. <laughs> I dare, and his eyes are like blood red. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> That's a great, great shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then he says, you too, woman, leave now. And he, he forces the two of them to leave. And they yep. change into bats and fly off. That's a really cool panel there. I like that. Yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. And <laughs> uh, but looks like somebody's watching this happen. Mm-hmm. A priest. Yeah. Our boy, the yeah. priest. Yeah, he sees this happen, and I guess his little suspicions have been confirmed here that you know Drake is a at least a vampire, or if not Dracula. So he uh, rallies yeah. the troops here and says, you know, we've got a a demon in our midst and we've got to take care of them. And <laughs> they all grab crucifixes and <laughs> blunt instruments to try to get the job done here. They go over to Dave's yeah. house and we know he's in there. Dave, send him out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like Dracula, they were real, it's like, yeah. Oh, Dracula they cops to quick. it though. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I am Dracula Lord of all the undead. Yeah. Now you go to your fellow humans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny. Dave goes out there, and there's Andrea, too. And he's like, Dave, are you all right? When I heard Mr. Drake was, and he goes, can it, Andrea? I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But he says Dracula's uh, yeah, Dave's, gone. Dave's sticking up for Dracula. Yeah, I like it, man. And then, yeah, we see a, a bat fly out the window. And, no, the kid lied. Yep. There's the fiend taking off as a bloody bat. After him, yeah. after him. <laughs> <laughs> you can't, you mustn't. But yeah, Dracula's, uh, he's flying through the woods. That's another great panel. Yeah. Um, really cool. I love the way Gene draws bats, actually. That always looks cool. Mm, yeah, it's really cool. And then, <laughs> you know, we see that uh, they kind of lose the bat in the uh, fog here. But mm -hmm. then they don't lose, uh, they, they see two other vampires and, uh, we see Corker and Gladys, and Corker's like, there, that one's mine. And Gladys says, no, I want him. I need him more than you do, fool. And Corker uh, comes flying out and jumps on this one poor sap. But before yep. he can do anything, somebody comes running in with a stake, and bam, that's the end of Corker. Yeah, he shouldn't have been so greedy. <laughs> if he'd have let her mm. go for it, he'd still be around. But, <laughs> yep, sorry. Sorry, Corker. <laughs> And now they're after now they spot Gladys and they're going after her and she's kind of trying to put the whammy on him. Yeah. Even though she's dead, she's still uh, pretty sexy. <laughs> yeah, these these drunk dudes. We hear one of them say, "Roland, we've caught the other one here." And one is this big fat lummox of a guy. Yeah. She's a pretty one, she is. Yep. <laughs> Lord, that was Gladys, the one from the pub, and she goes, "You don't want to kill me, loves. Love me, love me. Put down your weapons." There's enough for all of you. Yeah. So, yeah. So Gladys is like ready to go full on like group here. Like yep. 10 guys. <laughs> Holy crap. Jeez. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. It's like going X-rated here. But then the priest says, totally. no, no, she's trying to be with you. Fight it. Fight it. And then somebody comes just running in. Maybe probably the priest with a stake and yeah. uh, wham with a, uh, a stake right to the heart. And that's the end of her. Die. Yeah, I get the feeling if that priest hadn't have stepped in because th these guys are they got smiles on their faces. <laughs> uh-huh. They're moving in. They were gonna yeah. they're gonna go for it, but yeah. <laughs> Glad Gladys is gone. Also, mm -hmm. there's somewhere in here early on, we do get the reference to the fire cross, but it's really it's just a cross that he set fire to. It's not like on the cover where it looks like he's 
it's got some kind of power and he's shooting beams of light, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, a little bit of a letdown there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then final page here, we see Dave and he's like, oh, hey, I, I see him. He's over there, you know, and he kind of leads the priest yeah. and the townies in the wrong direction so dracula can get away and dracula's like yep. you know hey thanks man like you know i appreciate it and he even tries to recruit dave and dave's like uh sorry dude but yeah i'm gonna just i'm, I'm gonna hang out in little pool <laughs> yeah <laughs> and dracula says no need for explanations one day you shall see that vampirism is the new order and will join me till then you have the protection and friendship of dracula <laughs> yeah so they're that's buds. awesome they're, they're yeah. total buds now yeah mm -hmm. yep <laughs> and it's very strange really, yeah really cool panel there though of dave with his arm around andrea and the bat yeah. that way. i yep. like that and then next ship of horrors <laughs> yeah pretty so yeah so, so this is a pretty good little one-off here and yeah witless dolt and foul tasting <laughs> brew was about the only thing we got in that one. So not <laughs> not a whole lot in that one, but that's pretty okay. good. He's yeah, going to make up for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He he's going to make up for it. And yeah, issue 10, you know, big issue here, right? We've, uh, oh, yeah. That's what yeah. we've been waiting for, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dive headfirst in here. So uh, Tomb of Dracula, number 10, July 1973, cover date. And this is, again, a Gil Kane, Tom Palmer cover with uh, Gas mm -hmm. Gaspar Saladino uh, letters. So. Okay, very iconic cover. What do you think of this one? This cover rules. It's <laughs> mm -hmm. it's great. We have a character we've not seen before, and your interest is peaked right away. I mean, everybody's no spoilers. I think we at this point, but uh, <laughs> and um, he's he's standing off with Dracula, who again in just about every cover he's holding uh, a girl. Mm -hmm. and, uh, looking great, looking mean. Um, but this guy's got something different. He's got like a bandolier full of, uh, well, he tells you what they are in the dialogue, um, wooden knives. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I think everybody, you, you all know who this is, right? <laughs> yeah, I love the dialogue. Drop that girl, Dracula, or this wooden knife will finish you off forever. Maybe you're hot stuff back in Transylvania, but nobody messes around with Blade the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I love yeah, Blade's look. I know some people like beat up on his look in the 70s, but I don't know, man. I like it. <laughs> I love it because the 70s are my favorite decade. I love how crazy everybody dressed and I love the the way he talks. I love mm -hmm. all this stuff. And um Marv man, it's always fun to for these <laughs> to, to read these comic book guys trying to write like uh hip language you know <laughs> hip dialogue. Yeah. uh it, i love it so yeah i think mm -hmm. he looks cool man he's got like a kind of green what like a over overcoat um but also kind of open like unbuttoned and uh he's got mm -hmm. the bandolier with all the knives, he's got goggles. <laughs> yeah. Yellow goggles. Yeah. I think he looks badass. Yeah, Blade, yeah, Blade's awesome. I really like him a lot, especially because he does, you know, we, we're going to learn that, you know, he and Harker, you know, have uh, had some dealings before with each other. And, mm -hmm. of course, both of them with Dracula. And 
it's not like they're best buds either, though. Like I, Blade's very antagonistic towards uh, Quincy Harker, especially early on here. Later on, they they do become more of a, a yeah. closer team because instead of working on his own, Blade kind of joins the crew here, the, the vampire hunters. Mm-hmm. But uh, right away out of the gate here, you know, he's not. He's not his buddy. He's just like, yeah, we might be both after Dracula, but, you know, your methods suck and mine are awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how he is towards Quincy. He kind of gets like, you're you're an old fart, Quincy, and you've been doing this right. for like 50 years and I haven't done squats, so get out of the way. <laughs> right. Yeah, he's very independent. He doesn't want to be part of the group, seems like. And, and we don't really get any backstory. He's just kind of thrown into the story, but that's cool. We'll find mm-hmm. out more later as we go along. Yeah, it's going to be a while. It, it takes a little while for them to like go really deep into his uh, his backstory. I think within a few issues, he talks about, you know, a hmm. little vaguely about some things, maybe not a lot of specifics. But sure. I know there's there's at least one issue where, you know, it really, really goes into his uh, you know, scene by scene. There's, you know, a real uh, intense flashback of, uh, you know, what happened and how he uh, became a vampire, which is super cool. But yeah. All right. Well, let's yeah, let's just jump into this one. So his name is Blade and. Right. Uh, this is a uh, Marv Wolfman, you know, obviously writer, uh, pencils, Gene Colan. And in this time we have inks by Jack Abel, mm-hmm. colors by Petra Goldberg and letters, Denise Wall. So, all right. Well, all right. We got a really cool splash page again. You know, Gene, <laughs> Gene really outdid himself on this one. What do you think? Yeah, I love it. It's the another transformation of a uh, man into or bad into man, I guess this time. Mm-hmm. Um, also on the docks again. a lot of stuff happens on the docks i would stay away from the docks or pubs if you're uh, anywhere in comic book england but yeah it looks really cool this monstrous bat just coming out of the sky turning into a vampire uh to another uh young man and woman looks Mm -hmm. like they're trying to uh sneak onto a ship so that they can go be married in america Mm mm-hmm and but the vampire stops them yeah and like you said that transformation is great you see this huge bat swooping down and then in the middle where it kind of has a human head and the yeah really creepy yeah wow it just yeah it's a monster it's a total monster it looks awesome (laughs) Mm -hmm. and then before uh a couple of these uh members of dracula's legion and we'll get into that more in this uh, series and then also i know uh you and i had uh, talked about at some point doing some of the black and white magazine material with dracula mm-hmm. in it as well i think there are some issues where it's blade um i want to say i could be wrong here but it might be marvel preview one of those black and white magazines that had a lot of blade stories in it for a few issues i have a trade cool. of it it's called blade black and white and it took all those all that material and put it in a trade and I oh, have that. Nice. Yeah. And it's really cool. And he does uh, quite often have encounters with, you know, like one of Dracula's like. I don't want to say generals, but like some mm-hmm. dude that is kind of working for Dracula and has control of these guys. And they, they refer to themselves as Dracula's Legion all the time. There's like wow. a, a, a few dozen of them. Yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah, I haven't read any of the magazine stuff or the black and white stuff. And I know uh, there's a reference. There's uh, somewhere in this issue. Uh, the little editor's uh, note that references one of the the magazines, one of the mm-hmm. Dracula magazines. So, and I'm not familiar with that any of the, those stories at all. So, yeah, that'd be cool to. Uh, I need to get those so we can cover those too. 
Yeah, they're really, really cool. They're 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 just there's sometimes they they feel like they're right in line with all of this stuff in the you know the the color mm-hmm. comic, and other times they feel like they were you know stories from the past or they fit in between some of the times he was you know staked right. and then was you know and then brought back you know by Clifton. But uh, yeah, oh, speak, speaking of Clifton, you know, hang yeah. on, we have a. <laughs> Cliff, Clifton's back in this one. So again, plenty of insults and not only plenty of insults, there is, uh, you know, Cliff Clifton has a rough time of it in this one, but we'll, we'll get to that. Yep. <laughs> yes. So this one says for a synopsis, Dracula hides aboard a cruise ship where he is confronted by blade. <laughs> and All that's right. kind of, that's kind of getting us there, but that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. So he, like you said, these, they, this guy and girl uh, are on this dock. Uh, Bobby and Ellen, and they get attacked by a couple of these vampires that are part of Dracula's Legion. But before they can go to town, uh, Blade shows up, and he looks so awesome on that second page. He's got yeah. the fro going on, these goggles, yep. this crazy <laughs> green jacket, and but it's like kind of unbuttoned, and he has that bandolier with the knives. He looks awesome. Yeah, it's really good. It, it's a good um, what is like a three-quarter page panel there too mm-hmm. to really show him off. They call me Blade, Blade the Vampire Killer. Yeah, he's just yeah, he's a badass. You can tell just by looking at him. Oh yeah, and, and not only that, he is probably just about Dracula's equal in slinging around insults at vampires too. <laughs> yeah, I really like that. Yeah, a couple of the vampires. One of them says, "Blade, we were warned about him," and another guy says, "Dracula said kill him if he showed his filthy face." And Blade's response is, "Easier said than done, scum." <laughs> yeah, he's not playing. And he's mm-hmm. on the attack too. He just goes, he he just jumps in and uh the fight's on. Yeah, there are three of these vampires here, and one of them just tries to run immediately, and he just jumps yeah. right on the guy and knifes him right in the back. So I'm assuming yeah. that's the end of him. But you know, another one jumps on Blade then, and we see, and this is interesting because they haven't made really a huge emphasis about this yet. But, you know, when people get bitten by a vampire, they seem to kind of not have Dracula level strength, but, mm-hmm. you know, kind of, you know, above average strength that not yeah. too many people can kind of, you know, wiggle their way away from them. But Blade, right out of the gate, he's tossing them around like, you know, not not again, not like Dracula, but like that mm-hmm. he's got something uh, uh, about him that's not human. And again, you don't know anything about that at this point. Right. I just think he's a regular dude with some skills, uh, you know. But he, we're going to find out that's it because he's like throwing these vampires around, punching them and knocking them back mm-hmm. five yep. feet. Like, yeah, he's <laughs> he's he's showing you right away. He's uh, he's not messing around. <laughs> yeah, it's great. And uh, this panel, well, another one, man, where the vampires turning into a bat and he's sort of caught halfway between bat and and. Yeah, I keep wanting to say human, even though they're not really human. But um, yeah, it just looks so monstrous. I love that. Looks really mm. good. But yeah, he and jumps he's on him. To, yeah, he's flying away, but Blade just jumps on him as he's turning into the bat and brings him down. Mm-hmm. And then we see as he's uh, looking at him, and then we see, uh, no, you're not really the one, but it really don't matter much. Just means there's less one of you filthy bloodsuckers stalking the streets. <laughs> but then a, a, a voice chimes in from off panel. But he was only a child, Blade, a child. And we see uh, Quincy yep. and Edith, and uh, they're uh, here to kind of uh, confront Blade. And I yeah. love how Blade just looks out of the corner of his eye and goes, 
Oh, it's you, Harker. What hole you crawl out of? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love the contempt. Um, yeah, so they they obviously know each other, and mm-hmm. he says, "I had a call that you were in this part of the country, and that you'd be here." You know, you just killed a teenager, Blade. And I was like, so what? He was a vampire. (laughs) Yeah, what were you going to do with him, Quincy? Like, have lunch with him? Like, you would have killed him, too. Yeah. It's like when we were, uh, one of the previous issues, when the children were, like, attacking him, when we were saying, like, okay, there comes a time when you have to fight back, whether they're a child or not. You know, they're trying to kill you. You got to do something. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. this, this vampire was a teenager, but he was a vampire <laughs> <laughs> yeah so there's yeah blade seems to be very uh antagonistic and even then demands quincy call him mr blade yeah <laughs> and, and and, and uh, quincy does acquiesce there at the the bottom of that page you know what i mean mr blade <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, but i mean i guess quincy's uh, trying to say like hey you know we should be working together because, yeah. you know, I guess he's trying to say, Blade, you screwed up an operation I had going here where, you know, uh, Dracula's legions here were going to lead me to him. And now you're, you know, you killed them. So, you know, right. I can't find out where he is. And Blade's like, I don't really give a crap. I'm out yep. here killing vampires. And, you know, <laughs> you're sitting on your rear end. So he don't care. <laughs> mm, boy, yeah. now we get to this party boat here. What about this? Oh, <laughs> uh, this is great. Talk about the 70s, man. Look at the uh, ascots and the ruffly Mm -hmm. shirts and the (laughs) looks like yeah they're really partying um i thought this guy was uh elton john at first but he's (laughs) yeah i wasn't sure who if this was supposed to be somebody famous or what gar what is his name Uh, yeah gabriel yeah garbiel is what it says here (laughs) yeah garb garbiel true lane There's some funky names in these issues, by the way. I noticed Marv is uh, giving people some very strange names, but and that's a weird one. Yeah, but yeah, this guy's yeah supposed to be uh, somebody else. Yeah, it's hard. I don't know, but he's definitely the the guy throwing the party. Looks like it's his boat. He's got a a luscious blonde kind of mm-hmm. hanging all over him, and uh, he's got a little bell. <laughs> <laughs> gonna ring the bell get everybody's attention but yeah you can tell that's that's uh, a big party going on here yeah like, she's all over boat. him yeah she had yeah, the love boat yeah and he <laughs> he she's all over him and he's like be a dear love and move over a bit it's time to call our guests to attention yeah and he's <laughs> and, and it's interesting here we see i mean and they really have like all these like you see a panel here where there's all these different looking people now again mm-hmm. i don't know if these if he was using photo reference for some of them or um, right. If these are people he knows or what, but you see all kinds of different people here, and then you turn a page, and there's a Muslim guy there. I'm like, yeah. Mm. I mean, <laughs> he, he he just seems a little out of place because everybody else is just like these regular white dudes and white chicks, and then right. there's that guy. It's and like this guy, yeah. Yeah, and he has some interesting dialogue later that I'm gonna have to call out because it makes absolutely mm-hmm. no sense. But um, right. <laughs> you know. Garb Garbiel here says, "Hey, you know, thanks for coming to my little celebration. And now here's uh, somebody that's going to introduce our guest of honor. And he goes and introduce our living legend is his manservant, Clifford Graves. 
Now, is that a mistake by the letterer, or is that just this guy being an idiot and he can't remember Clifton? Yeah, I don't know. That's that's hard to tell. He might just be an idiot. He probably doesn't care enough to get his name right. I'll give Marv the benefit of the doubt or the letterer. Yeah, he says, uh, uh, uh thank you. Uh, I think, uh, asked to introduce my master, uh, my boss. You all know him. So where is, uh, he is, uh, Count Dracula. Oh my God. He Worst sounds like a real idiot. Ever. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's fired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally and figuratively, he's fired. Oh, man. But I have some questions about this scene, actually. But yeah, Count Dracula comes out from behind a, a curtain, I guess, mm-hmm. and says, "Good." it's hard for me not to say it like Bela Gossi, but good evening, <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I am Count Dracula at your bid. <laughs> And uh, everybody's like, whoa, magnificent. He said, oh, maybe he was saying it like that because one person says, he sounds just like the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is this is great. And right away, all the women flock to him, which I think is hilarious. Yeah. Isn't yeah, he simply so- divine? Are you really <laughs> a vampire? And he says, I am afraid so, my dear. It is a curse, alas. But you needn't be afraid of me. The legend that I attack beautiful young ladies as yourself are strictly stories i assure you <laughs> yeah. yeah see i i guess i i'm not real clear on what he's accomplishing here and it seems very strange for dracula to like do this at all but the fact that he and then he goes into a story about being the ancestor of the real dracula mm-hmm. and um i don't know it's just really strange it's odd thing for him to do yeah I, just come out and then own it you know yeah I'm, i am dracula lord of the vampires you know like he's usually doing so it's a strange scene <laughs> yeah i almost feel like this issue was just about blade and not really about dracula it was just basically to focus on him yeah. center on him and dracula was almost like not even a like he was almost like the the side project in this one <laughs> that's kind of seemed that way I do yeah, like the... the art, though. He looks really cool in that, especially the panel on the next page where he's uh, he's got his hand up to his forehead and his eyes are like black. He looks yeah. really cool. That's awesome, yeah. And then you know he's you know going on and on and saying about how he's you know got a blood disease and this and that. And we see Garbiel here and he's smoking a dub or whatever, <laughs> and his uh, little honey's <laughs> hanging all over him. But she's watching Dracula, and then yeah. Dracula takes notice to her and comes right over and says. His charming companion, you are delightfully lovely, my dear. Delightfully so. And she says, "Gosh, thank you, Count." And he says, "Call me, <laughs> call me Vlad, lovely one, Vlad." She's like, "Gosh." <laughs> <laughs> the whole time I was reading this, all I could think of was, um, uh, oh, that cartoon in the seventies with the dumb blonde girl, Melody. Um, Oh, oh, Josie and the Pussycats. Yeah, because she was always like, duh. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> That's exactly who this chick is like. <laughs> kind of looks like her, too. <laughs> yeah, and then we get a shot of uh, Dracula going to his room in Clifton, or Clifford. He says, uh, right. Master, why didn't you claw them apart? They are weaklings compared to your great strength. And he says, silence, Claude. Let me preserve <laughs> this feeling for a moment. <laughs> 
Ooh. Oh, man. Yeah. Clifton doesn't get any breaks at all. Mm-hmm. No. So Dracula just starts kind of telling him how it is and then says, they work into my plan, my ultimate goal. He says, each is important and influential in his own way. So at first, I guess he's trying to say the reason he is on this ship and doing this whole thing is because he's you know going to either hypnotize or vampirize all these people in these positions of, you know, I wouldn't right. say power, but influential, like he says that, you know, and use them to do his bidding. But uh, right away, he sees the chick again and he uh, turns his attentions to her and says, so we meet again, my dear. And she says, God, <laughs> gosh, your room is just opposite mine. It's like fate, I think. Do you believe in astrology? <laughs> Yeah, I love it. And this is great. Dracula Dracula's oh, sweet-talking a woman, but instead mm-hmm. of doing it because he's trying to get in her pants, because he wants to bite her, he says yep. to her, this is the best, I like you, woman. And Dracula does not say that lightly. You are, you are delightfully charming and deliciously naive. She says, oh, come on. You got to be kidding me, Count of Vlad. And he's like, Dracula does not lie. You are... Ahem, a, a most intelligent girl. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, gosh, no one ever said that to me before. Yeah. <laughs> I can't no imagine kidding. why. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but that's goes, really good. Yeah, then before me, you knew only fools. Now come to my cabin for a nightcap. Gosh, how can I refuse such a gentleman? And the door shuts. It. Yeah, immediately. <laughs> That's it for mm. her. Yep. So he, yeah, I guess he vampirized her. But again, unlike Gladys, the issue before, she's just completely unconscious and needs time to right. become a vampire. So, like you said, again, like I, I kind of understand, like, oh, I bit the person a little bit and just suck some of their blood. So they change mm. into a vampire. And if I drink all their blood, like completely drain them, then they're just dead, dead. Uh, I can kind of buy into that a little bit. But Again, yeah. it's just from one issue to the next when he just bites people. One's right. a vampire in 30 seconds, and the other one's like, <laughs> I need a little time to figure this out. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty inconsistent. But yeah, now, he what wants a... to save her, because she's not dead. He says he might uh, uh, need some more of her blood, so he tells Clifton to watch her until he returns. Yeah, her blood was very pleasing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he likes blood of dumb chicks. Okay, we got I, it. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> make a note but well what about this next scene i really love this one why don't you speak on this oh man yeah so the captain uh well yeah this is it's the captain right yeah captain uh, harley o'casey <laughs> born, born with scales instead of legs because <laughs> no one can remember when they last saw him walk on dry land <laughs> <laughs> that's great so good yeah, he's uh, steering the ship, which actually I don't think the captain does, but that's okay. He's he's at the wheel, at the helm, and uh, Dracula comes up behind him, and, uh, oh, the, the little uh, dialogue box. He claims he was found floating in on the sea waves as a child, and when he dies, it will also be at sea. Unfortunately, Charlie is right. And uh, Dracula, with the glowing red eyes right behind mm. him, steps up and he says, yes, Captain, I am here and you may call me Death. <laughs> mm. That's awesome. And just whomp. 
I guess it looks like he decapitates him with a swipe of his hand or something. It's sort of uh you see the womp and a like a violent you know violent lines of something happening, but don't really see. But Dracula's the guy's head, yeah. Something. Yeah. But then, and then Dracula Captain uh, Dracula, takes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he knows how to sail a ship, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he just he grabs a wheel and flips it like crazy, almost flips the boat over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the next panel, everybody's just tossing over tables and you see like playing cards flying in the air and uh <laughs> yeah he's causing havoc and he's mm-hmm. laughing he's having a good time ha <laughs> yeah and then garbiel here is like good heavens has old charlie gone mad what's the man trying to do sink us all and then dracula comes in in this mm-hmm. crazy awesome panel where yeah. he's like missed and he's like you know this is not your pilot's doing but mine and dracula but i thought and he goes you cannot think peasant. Either you or these milk sops you call yeah. your friends. <laughs> and they're all like with these like mouths agape, like what is going on here? But yeah. then we see he's got good old Charlie O'Casey here. I don't know if he just clobbered him and then woke him up and hypnotized him because he's back right. at the wheel of the ship. And back it says, yeah. yeah, as he does that senile cretin you call a ship's captain. So he's got him like hypnotized. I guess so, yeah. He's telling them what to do. And uh oh you missed a uh, an insult. He calls them spineless worms beneath my pitiless <laughs> contempt. <laughs> Which is, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, and then we get this old geezer here that uh he's gonna stop him with his uh, pistol here. He pulls it out and yeah. uh Dracula says, Someone speaks back? You mean there are real men amongst you worms? <laughs> I, I thought all of you were frightened rabbits. <laughs> oh, I love that yeah. panel at the bottom, too. That is fantastic. Yeah, that's really good. The uh, the colorist did a great job, too, because it's, it's just Dracula lit by the uh, muzzle flash of the gun mm-hmm. and just laughing. He's just he's he's having a great time right now. <laughs> Yeah, I love what he, 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 again, he's talking crap while this guy's shooting him point blank range. You actually believe that toy to hurt Dracula? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> he's awesome. <laughs> oh, man. And he just keeps that guy over the side, picks him up and tosses him. Yeah, what are you doing? Put me down as you wish, you bloody fool. Down to your death. <laughs> Chucks the guy overboard. <laughs> yep. Hey. Yep, and then here we go. There's a, a sailboat nearby, and uh, Blade's pulling his frogman here. He's got his yeah. uh, scuba gear on and a harpoon gun, it looks like, and other stuff. And he's uh, heading out to the boat, yep. and he he does it, man. He, like, scales the side of it with the harpoon gun, and he's, uh, he's ready. And he goes, but when I'm ready, when I'm ready, man, scratch one big daddy vampire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i love that and then this is the again the only part of the entire book that i was like wait what mm-hmm. so dracula is you know telling all these people how it is actually in that panel there where blade's getting out of his scuba gear it looks like dracula's flipping them off with the middle finger out if you look at his right hand there <laughs> you're right i didn't notice that <laughs> instead of his pointer finger pointing at them he's using his middle finger yep <laughs> he's basically telling all these people they're a bunch of fools and they're gonna do what he says or else yeah well uh, of all the people there the muslim guy says 
I know my answer, demon. I would die before serving an unchristian dog as uh, you. And he, and he has a crucifix. He has a cross. Yeah. Yeah. Now hold on a second. Uh, you know. Uh, yeah. I. No offense here, but I don't think there are many Muslim people running around with a crucifix. Yeah. Or, or no, calling what? people unchristian dogs uh, just right. because they're a vampire. <laughs> what? Marv's a little. Yeah, Marv's a little <laughs> off base with that one. I don't know if he was just that young yet. He wasn't up on his uh, religions right. or what here, but I'm like, uh, Marv, you're. Well, yeah, no. What What's even weirder is, like you said at the beginning, we see all these people. They're pretty much. It's just a bunch of white people, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This one guy, you, he could have just made this anybody. It didn't have to be that guy. I don't even know why that he's there. It's really weird. Really, really strange. Yeah, and you know, I'm thinking too, like this uh, Muslim guy is like, you know, like a darker skinned guy. Why don't you make that like Taj in disguise or something and be like, ha, right. Dracula? You know, what I mean, I know Taj is an Indian man. Yeah. He's, he's, but still, he could have just, he could have tried to, you know, kind of pull mm -hmm. it off at least. But no, it's just a, a, right. a random Muslim guy on this boat that apparently brandishes crosses, which again yeah. makes absolutely <laughs> no sense. But yeah. oh, okay, ridiculous. Moving on, the, the cross is enough to, you know, kind of like put Dracula on the defensive here. And as mm -hmm. soon as this crew of guys uh, that are like hanging around here, get him, kill him, and we need a stake. And they jump on Dracula and his response, no, get back, you mindless lackeys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. And then uh, how about these two panels at the bottom where Clifton is watching, uh, I can't remember the girl's name, the, the Melody Airhead one. Yeah. And yeah. man, Gina really went full on here. It's got her laying on this bed in this sort of mm -hmm. provocative position here. And uh, we hear Clifton say, shouts, the master's in trouble. But he forbade my leaving the girl, demanded I stay here or face his wrath. Oh, master, master, what should I do? So he's having a conundrum. Should I do what yeah. he said and watch the chick or go help him because he sounds like he's in trouble out there? Well, in Clifton's yep. uh, moment of uh, fog here and not knowing what to do, he gets smashed over the head with a lamp <laughs> by the chick who yeah. doesn't, who like wakes up, but she is not vampirized. She just looks like she's hypnotized. Yeah. So, yeah, this was, again, it's a little with the, the continuity here of, you know, what does and doesn't work and how you vampirize and this and that. It's just, it's, it's a little, little bit off here, but she's in love with Dracula. So she's yep. like, I'm, I'm coming to you, my love. And, we switch back to the deck there where the guys are, there's like four dudes like pounding the crap out of Dracula <laughs> while the Muslim yeah, guy has the cross on him. Yeah. Two issues in a row where just regular, a group of regular guys are like on dog pile and Dracula and pounding on it. <laughs> <laughs> but then of course he pulls his best. Uh, I got away from Rachel uh, routine and turns into mist. And, you know, he's like, That's Hey, you know, yeah, he's yep. like, don't worry, you fools. I'm going to take you out now. But then all of a sudden, uh, Blade pops out of nowhere and says, the answer, scum, is never. <laughs> yeah. and But he knows him. Blade. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, he says, I owe you, Blade, for what you did to my three soldiers. So Dracula somehow already knows about how, at the beginning of this issue, that right. he killed those three legions of his. So I don't know if he knows that because he, you know, they sent him a, telegram a singing telegram yeah. or he, he like mentally kind of has like communication with anybody that's like he's vampirized my yeah my guess is he he kind of maybe feels it somehow 
he mm-hmm. can he probably has just a a sense of uh his followers when one dies or something that's my wow, guess look, look at that panel with him changed into bat but it's still the dracula head whoa yeah it looks cool <laughs> yeah that's great so what about this fight here between blade and dracula this is pretty good isn't it uh this is great yeah so dracula now he's a bat swoops over blade um Telling him, you know, all the stuff. Uh, my strength, my speed, my cunning, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're going to die. Dr- you know, Dracula, mm-hmm. Dracula trash talks pretty good. So He's the best, yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Mm-hmm. And then he goes and he says to him. And he changes back. Yeah, he Dracula like clobbers blade pretty good over the head and says, Yeah. But you're a braggart human, and that makes you nothing. And he <laughs> says, Less than nothing to Dracula. And he says, Wish to try again, braggart, or do you acknowledge Dracula as your master? And Blade, you can stuff it, man. And it looks like he kicks him in the nads. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. <Yep. laughs> oh man. That's awesome. Yeah. And it works. <laughs> yeah, it hurts him. And he goes, ah, so the pup has teeth. <laughs> and it's a it's a pretty good back and forth fight. But Dracula does, again, change into bat form, flies off of the boat, yeah. and then comes back. And his head is like in human form. Yeah. That yeah. is so creepy. Yeah. it's Yeah, it's very strange. I love, I love it, it. Yeah, it's great. And then <laughs> he does get the better of Blade here. He's got him. He's looks like he's going to put the bite on him. But Real then all close. of a sudden, yeah, that yep. love lovesick melody comes out. Yeah. Drac- <laughs> Dracula, my love, I am yours. Take me, my love, I am here. And he says, what? Leave me, woman. Leave yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Mm. And then here comes Clifton, too. Master, I tried to stop her, but she attacked me from behind. He's so brittle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but, oh, man, it doesn't take long where, you know, Blade is then able to kind of, you know, wriggle away from him. Yep. And what about that panel at the bottom where Dracula is changing into the bat? Wow. That's awesome. That's so cool. That might be the best so far. uh, It's just the head, a head shot, but you see him go from man to bat and god the teeth on that bat are just so gnarly <laughs> yeah i like the, the 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 first shot is like just dracula as he is in human form and the second shot he looks like a yeti or something it looks yeah. crazy <laughs> oh man yeah it's really good super eerie mm, and then the bat tells us explosives are on this ship enough to destroy this cursed ship and everyone aboard it so maybe after he like pimp slapped the captain down and he puts explosives somewhere and he just turns right. into bat form and flies away and blade is like there's only seconds left time for a little swim folks now over before it's too late and some guy oh heavens no i can't swim yeah. he just picks the guy up and jumps yeah. him overboard <laughs> <laughs> no better time to learn mister <laughs> I love it. And then I uh, we see this awesome panel where I put it out yeah. one day. <laughs> I couldn't help but tweet it out. And it's got all these people jumping off a ship and it says, and with the first man over, the rest follow, heedless of the possible dangers below. And <laughs> people just jumping off in the water. It's yeah. great. <laughs> yeah, it's all silhouette against the orange and yellow sky. It looks really cool. 
Oh, now what about this next panel? This you you got to go over this one. Oh my god. Oh gosh. my god. Okay, well, poor Clifton or Clifford as it says again here. <laughs> uh so there goes my I guess I won't give anybody the benefit of the doubt. They just got it wrong. Um he's pleading Dracula's still a bat. Master, come back. Please save me. I've served you well. I mean, that's debatable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Dracula says, "You are an incompetent idiot, Graves. And you've outlived <laughs> your usefulness. Farewell, Graves." <laughs> and he just flies away. You see some people bobbing in the, in the water. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's fantastic. And that final panel, too, is great. He's Yeah, he just blows up. There goes the ship. And uh, in a spectacular uh, explosion. And we, I guess we're going to assume Clifton Graves has yeah. met his... Yeah, not, not a hoax, not a dream, not an imaginary right. story. He's <laughs> really dead. He does not ever come back. This is it for him. Yeah, and you know what? It's fine. It's fine. He, he really didn't add a whole lot except for to be there for Dracula to like to beat on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it was great. It was 10 issues full of insults. So it was great. I mean, they're not going to stop the insults, but it was fun for 10 issues to have him to kick around. It, it, right. So, yeah, it, it, yeah. It, it, it was good. That's the end of bye bye Clifton. Sorry, bud. Yeah, um, and I love the, the caption boxes here. It says there's almost a mocking laughter that can be heard above the explosive roar of now it says of Gabriel Trulane's part yeah. party ship. So I'm guessing that was a, uh, I guess a, so. a, a, a gaff there by uh, Artie Simic. I think it was, let me look. Yeah. Oh no, I'm sorry. It was not Artie Simic. It nope. was uh Denise wall. Uh, okay. So you using a pseudonym. So hey, Denise kind of screwed up there, but okay. But <laughs> la- laughter, which is for blades ears alone laughter, which says this shall not be our final battle. And when we meet again, only one, shall survive so i'm thinking to myself how is it uh, dracula can't laugh at a frequency that only blade can hear so <laughs> i'm thinking to myself is it like maybe does again does blade have some kind of super hearing because there's something right. different about him so i think that might have been you know uh, mm-hmm. marv planting a little seed there as well with that mm-hmm. yeah yeah i like that that's pretty cool yeah because he's a man of mystery right now we we don't know much about him except he knows how to fight vampires Mm-hmm. and uh he's a little seems a little stronger than some people and yeah then he drops that like only blade can hear that that laughter so what is going on who is this guy <laughs> yeah cool that's Des- so awesome <laughs> Des- despite the couple of flubs uh what a great issue man and a great character in- introduced so mm-hmm. you can tell marv is is trying to kind of Take this in a in a direction that the earlier writers weren't. It seemed like they were kind of happy to just do the Dracula vampire thing, and Marv's throwing throwing some curveballs, and I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And then I did just look ahead on the next page too. Uh, the biker gang is back in that issue eleven, so it only took two issues for them to come back. Oh yeah, nice. Yep. <laughs> and that's a that's a funny one too. But okay, so here's the uh, insults rundown for this one. Okay. Uh, silence, Claude. Uh, <laughs> fools, weaklings, effeminate mops. <laughs> yeah, mindless females. Fool, just fool three times. Worms, <laughs> frightened, frightened rabbits, bloody fool, 
mindless lackey, dolts, braggart, pup, mindless worm, incompetent idiot. So <laughs> there you go. He was he was he was really off the hook this uh, oh, issue with God. the insults. <laughs> That's great. That's oh man. I'm glad you're doing that. This uh, Dracula insult count. That's the mm -hmm. best. <laughs> yeah, I should. Uh, yeah, maybe when we get to like issue like twenty or something like that, I'll do a, a total count, just a number count to see how it is. It'll probably uh, <laughs> astonish us both. <laughs> yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> oh man, maybe you know what? Hey, better idea. Maybe every I'll count up every ten issues, and then like mm -hmm. uh, when we go on to issue eleven, I'll say okay, so one through ten. Here were all the insults. And then when we get to 21, okay. I'll say 11 to 20. Here's how many insults. <laughs> I like that. I think that'll work well. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it'll be crazy. So, oh, <laughs> all right. Well, yeah, man, that's going to it's gonna wrap us up for this one. So, yeah, overall, two fun issues. You know, one that was kind of just a one-off. And then yeah. another one that, you know, like you said, 10 here. Obviously, a hugely important character. Yeah. That, uh, you know, obviously, staying power. There's been what three movies uh wasn't there even a tv series i never saw that because it didn't have wesley snipes so i kind of was like nah i don't want to watch that yeah <laughs> <laughs> but i think aren't they talking about him coming back in a movie soon i yeah i believe they are and i i think blade was the movie that kind of kicked off the whole oh comic book characters yeah can be successful in a movie you know that's because that was before the whole mcu thing Oh, yeah, way before. That was about yeah. 10 years before. And I know, too, I think I've read in a couple of different places that uh, Marvel, even after, you know, declaring a bankruptcy, you know, not even 10 years earlier, it may be yeah. like six, six years earlier, that they were in some financial uh, straits as well in the late 90s there. And that movie came out and did really well and helped them mm. big time. Right. Yeah. It's very important character and a cool character. Oh, he's great. Yeah, because he again, he's. He can uh, smack talk right back with Dracula. You know, we're, we'll get into his backstory. He's got a really, really cool backstory that's going to introduce another, you know, I wouldn't say Dracula level vampire, but kind of like uh, uh, just a notch right below him. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that uh, is is his uh, is, you know, the guy that kind of, you know, got him to be a, a vampire. It's 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 really, really, really super cool. It's great stuff. Awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, going to be good, going to be good. So, all right, my friend. Well, that's going to wrap us up for this uh, episode. So uh, if anybody's looking for you out there, where can they find you? Oh, well, uh, you can find me on Twitter. And um, I have, I guess I, I need to plug my writer uh, handle. So you can find me at, at ScottMWest69. That's my writer account, uh, which I haven't been doing much with but as soon as i get back from this trip i'm going on next week um getting back into the swing of things and i've got a i've got a book you can look for on amazon called ghosts on the highway and hopefully shortly after i get back i'll be getting my new book of short stories out so um awesome. any any info on that you can find on uh, that twitter account so awesome Awesome. All right, man. Yeah. So everybody get out there, give that a follow. And uh, like Scott said, check out his book that's out now. And then he should be having another one on the way uh, very, very soon after you hear this. So definitely uh, check out uh, his uh, Twitter profile and uh, uh, follow the links, as they say, right? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So, all right. Well, once again, thanks for joining me, man. This was great. 
always having a blast with Tomb of Dracula here. This is, is so, so much fun, right? Oh, man. Thanks for having me. And uh, it's been really fun this month. I don't know when this episode's going up, but right now we're in October and creeping up on Halloween. So reading some Dracula comics is like one of the most fun things I can do right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, all right. Well, that's going to wrap us up for this one. And uh, we're going to get out of here and I'll be back in a minute to wrap things up. Nice. I've never played so badly in my life. You certainly don't seem to be able to concentrate, do you? Anything the matter? I was offered an item last night by a mutual acquaintance, Marco. Oh, yes. Somewhat shady individual, but useful. He offered me a death's head, which he said is a skull of the Marquis de Sade. He wanted a thousand, but finally came out to five hundred. And naturally, I'd like to have it in my collection if it's genuine. It's genuine enough. How could you possibly know that? Because, my dear fellow, it was stolen from me. What? Brandy? No, thanks. Marco's expecting me later this evening. Why don't you come with me? You could identify your property and get it back. I should do nothing of the sort. I'm glad that the skull has been stolen. And I advise you to leave it alone. Why? Because it's dangerous. Well, you've never taken any notice of superstition before. Exactly. And that is why when I tell you that I sincerely believe the skull to be dangerous, you'd better take my word for it. But how can a mere skull be dangerous? Unless your mind makes it so. Dessard said he wasn't mad. And I believe him. He was far worse than mad. He was possessed. Possessed by an evil spirit. A spirit which still inhabits the skull. I kept the skull locked in a glass case in the library. I had the only key. Once a month, during the two nights of the new moon, a time of devil worship and black magic, I found in the morning that the skull had been removed. Well, who removed it? Those who use its power. Invisible beings, spirits from a strange, evil world. Sometimes I used to hear them calling to join them in their ceremonies. It took all my powers of will to resist. I wouldn't resist, given the opportunity. I'd wait for them. Make a good chapter for one of my books. Don't think that I wasn't tempted. But I knew that the moment I set foot in the room, I'd be unable to resist the forces of evil. I would do whatever the skull wanted me to do. Remember the auction? You remember these? Lucifer, 
Beelzebub, Leviathan, and Balboris, who incites to murder. I bought them. I told you at the time that I didn't know why. But I know now. Then why did you? Because the skull wanted me to. It needed this one for its worshippers. They were all kept in the library till after the skull had been stolen, but I never went into the library on the nights of the new moon. Never. You're a coward. Perhaps sometimes it's better to be. All I can say to you is keep away from the skull of the Marquis de Sade. Okay, everybody, that wraps up this episode. Once again, I want to thank Scott for being on. He's a real good guy. Definitely check out his book and definitely check out his social media accounts. So stay tuned. Yeah, he and I are going to just keep plowing away here a couple issues at a time and uh, uh, check out World by Night over there on the other uh, episodes with Al and everything in between. All right, take care, everybody. Mm-hmm.